1: Crypto Jacker hits government websites in the UK, Australia, and the US. Engineers use a Research Institute supercomputer to mine Bitcoin in Russia. The Equifax breach may be bigger and worse than hitherto believed. The Sacramento Bee deletes an encrypted database rather than pay the ransom. IBM patches Spectre and Meltdown. The CIA says it was no way built by a proffered sale of Compromat. And bots scalp airline seats. I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire Summary for Monday, February 12, 2018. Olympic officials have confirmed that the Winter Games official website was hacked during the opening ceremonies and remained unavailable for some 12 hours. A Pyeongchang 2018 spokesperson said the incident was a cyber attack and suggested that they know who was responsible. They will not yet offer any attribution, quote, in line with best practice, end quote. Tabloid speculation calls out the Russian mob and discerns a conventional criminal motive, but it's far too early to credit any snap judgment about cause and motivation. The Russian foreign ministry has released a preemptive, more in sadness than anger, denial that Russia has any involvement in Olympic hacking, and that people should expect to hear the Westerners indulge their usual baseless accusations. While the Olympic organizers have been working to restore security and service— Statements by officials seem to indicate that they regard the problem as ongoing. Researchers over the weekend found cryptojacking on government websites in the UK, the US, and Australia. The miner, CoinHive, was apparently introduced through an accessibility plug-in, BrowseAloud, developed by the British firm Texthelp. Texthelp confirmed that it was compromised and that the mining code was injected into its software. Investigation is in progress. This sort of code compromise is unusual in cryptojacking. The most common place one finds cryptojacking script is on adult sites. A Kihu360 Netlab investigation finds that nearly 50% of cryptojacking deployments are on adult content sites. Not all problematic coin mining is done through cryptojacking. Sometimes it's just insiders misusing their access to powerful machines. Russian police have detained some engineers at the All-Russia Research Institute in Experimental Physics in Sarov in connection with their use of their work supercomputer to mine coin. The Russian Interfax news agency says the supercomputer they used was a big one, big to the tune of one petaflop. The institute's director described it as, quote, an attempt to make unauthorized use of office computing capacity for personal purposes, including for so-called crypto mining, end quote. The wayward employees apparently were unaware that connecting the big machine to the internet to mine coin would make security suspicious. Oh, and they were mining Bitcoin, apparently, not our preferred altcoin, VopraCoin. Anyway, the FSB has arrested some of these employees of the month in what sounds like a sitcom plot gone bad. Speaking of sitcoms, Janati Bukin was unavailable for comment. Ukrainian police made a similar arrest Friday at a university in Lutsk. Don't feel smug, though, Yankee. That big Equifax data breach turns out to have been worse, apparently, than originally believed. It was thought the 2017 breach exposed names, dates of birth, driver's license numbers, credit card data, and addresses of about 143 million Americans. And that it did. But a U.S. Senate investigation may have turned up more data lost, including email addresses, license state, date of issue of those licenses, and tax identification numbers. The Sacramento Bee newspaper has decided to delete its legally obtained California voter database rather than pay extortionists to decrypt it. California officials say the personally identifiable information held for ransom and possibly copied for resale by the extortionists wasn't all that sensitive because it didn't include, for example, social security numbers, but that seems a bit like whistling in the dark. Even data short of fulls can be used for unpleasant criminal purposes. Not all the ransomware news today is bad, however. Here's some nice news indeed. Belgian police have released decryption keys for Creacle ransomware on the No More Ransom site. So bravo Belgium. IBM has issued patches for Spectre and Meltdown and warned of a Lotus Notes bug. Tomorrow, of course, is Patch Tuesday, and observers think we may see an Adobe quarterly update as well as the usual Microsoft fixes. The CIA says reports it gave $100,000 to a Russian informant as a down payment on a million dollars promised for discreditable compromat on President Trump are a lot of hooey. That is, as Langley puts it, the reports are patently false. Specifically, the agent denies that it was swindled. Their statement, as reported by AFP, says, quote, "...the fictional story that CIA was bilked out of $100,000 is patently false." The people swindled here were James Ryson and Matt Rosenberg, end quote. Rison and Rosenberg were the reporters for, respectively, the New York Times and The Intercept. So to be clear, Langley denies it was cheated, and such a denial is consistent, as everyone will soon be pointing out, with either a denial that they engaged in any such transaction, or denial that they were hoodwinked because maybe they got good value for whatever they paid, if they paid anything. This very odd and still developing story derives mostly from reports in the Times and the Intercept. The alleged transaction is said to be part of an operation to recover stolen classified information, which is itself at least as odd as any alleged Compromat. We will refrain from speculation and watch whatever develops. And finally, do bots grok supply and demand? Some botmasters apparently do. Security firm Distill Networks is bot hunting, and it's doing so in the service of an industry that's being disrupted, as the kids like to say, by online travel and pricing services. Why bother with a travel agency if you can find the best pricing and most convenient arrangements quickly online for yourself? So online travel services have disrupted the travel agency. But wait, unscrupulous agents are said to be thinking... What if we could get bots to reserve all the discounted seats on airline flights, then scalp them? You can hold a seat for 24 hours without paying for it. The bots do that, then when the free day is up, they cancel and repeat. Not everyone agrees this is a major problem, but it is at least an interesting one, and Distill wants travelers to be forewarned and forearmed. you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. And joining me once again is Emily Wilson. She's the director of analysis at Terbium Labs. Emily, welcome back. We've got the Korean Winter Olympics underway. And in addition to that, we've got the 2018 election on the horizon. Uh, These are both uh, interesting events that uh, you think provide opportunity for us to uh, do some comparisons.
0: I think these two events give us a chance to compare to uh, similar events we saw a couple of years ago. Right Back in 2016, we had the Rio Olympics. And we obviously had a pretty big presidential election here in the U.S. So on the Olympic side, I think this is an interesting kind of regional comparison. Mm. With Brazil, we saw a lot of personal information being leaked, both from citizens and from government employees. And that came out of a lot of new actors popping up, a lot of economic unrest in Brazil leading up to the Olympics. This was a big six-month campaign with a lot of information being leaked every day. Mm. Korea, very different situation. We're seeing different kinds of threats. We're seeing different kinds of actors involved, right? This is a lot less on personal information leaking and a lot more at the nation state level.
1: Oh, interesting. I, I remember also with uh, with Brazil, we saw uh, lots of warnings about carrying your personal devices, your you know, people getting um, uh, your credit cards skimmed and things like that.
0: Yeah, and I think we've also we've seen in in a lot of reports and also just in some of the work that we do. Right there's a uh, there's a growing community in South America for these kinds of concerns, whether it's uh, fraud or some of these more, you know, vandalism-style attacks. Uh, I think we're just seeing different, uh, different interests and different calculations in East Asia.
1: And how about the election?
0: The election's an interesting one because you know it is a midterm election, so we're probably not going to see leaked information from delegates, for example, Mm. um, like we saw during the presidential election, you know, some of these factors have been removed, but I'm curious to see kind of as we get into these campaigns, especially some of the more contested seats, are we going to see information being leaked about candidates and their families? Are we going to see people leaking information about parties or maybe specific voters? We've heard a lot in the past couple of years about voter databases being compromised, You know, recently, just in the past month or so, we heard about another uh, database in California. I'm curious to see how all of this plays out and what we see kind of happening openly and what we see behind the scenes.
1: So what what about this notion that when we talk about uh, the Russians interfering with the last presidential cycle, this notion that it it really doesn't matter so much what they're doing as the, the fact that they're doing it creates chaos and uncertainty?
0: I think there's a lot to be said for compromising trust in a system, whether that is the integrity of elections, whether that is the integrity of communications, uh, the integrity of media sources. I think it's not necessarily to your point, uh, what kind of chaos you create so much as that you create chaos. I think all of us, regardless of politics, are going into this midterm election with A few different things in mind, maybe a few different expectations, a few different biases, and I think that changes the way these games are played.
1: Yeah, Yeah, interesting times for sure. All right, Emily Wilson, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.